Discover connection. Awaken sacredness. Become empowered. Join us for our show on Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Live show number 33. We're your hosts, Dave and Violet. Our guest today is Don Moreau. Don lives in Blue Mountain, Colorado. He is a natural-born spiritual teacher, healer, medium, empath, sensitive, and intuitive. Since discovering his abilities at age 10, he has gone on to become internationally known. In his 20s, he started doing readings for others. Then he learned the ability to channel. He refers to himself as a spiritual teacher who uses his various abilities to help others. Doors have continued to open for him throughout his incredible journey as he has gone through many ascensions. So welcome, Don. Thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, tell us more about what it's like to be a child and starting to have gifts. How did that happen? Um, I was 10 years old and quite by accident um, I heard someone address me and it was a male voice and I immediately looked into a particular direction of my room and realized somebody had to be there so it was a very interesting start on my journey um, a female came forward right after that so they were the uh, first two that I ever spoke to um, and it was kind of challenging um, as a child at that age you kind of wonder uh, what's taking place. You don't really have anybody to talk to about it. So what I chose to do, <clears throat> I think mostly for verifications and validations, was to uh, make sure I wasn't making anything up. And my mind just said, ask them questions that you don't know the answers to. Write them down, write their responses, and validate someone separate from yourself is talking to you. Uh, so at a very young age, I started doing validations, which all mediums love. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we all love the evidential stuff. Were, were you overly intelligent as a child? I mean, a lot of 10-year-olds wouldn't think to systematically start looking at this just to say, I'm not crazy, I don't think. I always thought myself intelligent enough, I guess, to uh, question everything. Uh, it was important, I guess, for me. I guess it's the teacher in me. Uh, to either validate or question, so it just was one of these natural processes I went through. It wasn't until I was 12, <clears throat> pardon me, that my uh, mom <laughs> got a hold of my journal uh, with all of my questions and answers, and it was kind of interesting. She asked me if I was talking to spirit. I told her yes. Was that okay? And she said yes. Uh, asked me if I ever felt uncomfortable with anything being said. Um, any cautions I felt, and I absolutely had none. And so I looked at her and I said, so is it okay? And she said, well, as a medium um, herself, she's fine with it. So that kind of shocked me because I had someone for a couple of years I could have talked to uh, instead of keeping it private. Um, and so we had some beautiful conversations moving forward from 12 on. Now, did you know your mother was a medium when, when you were young? Not at all. I didn't know until that conversation uh, that took place when I was 12. 
Um, and I did ask her, you should have said something. And she said, I didn't know you were having conversations. Um, <laughs> and I said, so should I ask you questions? And she said, no, you're getting beautiful um, questions and answers the way you're doing it. And if you ever need to run anything by me, you can run it by me. So she kind of became a source to bounce things off of uh, as I moved forward. As things happened, doors opened and stuff, I would uh, constantly talk to her and keep her in the loop. Now, this, this would suggest to me, I mean, did you find out if your, your grandparents were mediumistic or your great-grandparents? I mean, is this a lineage? Well, one of the things, uh, kind of yes and no, one of the things growing up is I was the last child of four. So most of my grandparents, except for one grandmother, had departed. Um, so I didn't have conversations really with any of them. Later on, I did find out that my dad's mom was uh, Penobscot Indian, and people said she had abilities. I never met her. Um, and then looking on my level, my sister's got abilities, but she's got a lot going on with her human journey, so she doesn't really embrace it, work with them, keep them sharp at all. Um, so it did kind of fall on the family tree. Um, several of us have had the abilities, which happens a lot. You know, in the readings I do, I, I find out if someone's got abilities, they tend to take me somewhere on the tree to let me know the apple hasn't fallen far from the tree. Okay. Well, moving forward through junior high and high school, uh, what did you do with it, and did you end up going to college or just get into this full-time? Well, um, junior high and high school were tough days for me uh, as a human. Um, I found it very difficult, I think, because I was a medium and talked to spirit. Um, I found it very difficult to kind of socialize. A lot of mediums are private and <clears throat> spend a lot of time in their own head and talking to spirit. Um, so through junior high and high school, it was pretty much uh, what I did, I did on my own, my own discoveries with spirit. Um, had great friends, um, but it was just kind of my own private journey. Um, I didn't go to college. Uh, right after high school, I went into nursing and started just making money and having a job. And like I, I say a lot, being human. Um, and then it was probably around the age of 19 um, that I did my first reading. Someone asked me to do one, and I was a little hesitant. Um, I've had my own journey, my own questions and answers, um, but the confidence level was there, and I knew spirit would be accurate, but I just didn't know what the process would be. So I said, sure, come on over, and um turned out to be an interesting reading. Um, but moving forward, every reading after that got a little better. The first one just immediately brought through uh, either sad or uncomfortable information, and I thought, I need to repeat everything I hear. That's what I've always been told. So, you know, I did. Um, they actually had said in my very first reading I did that the person I read for was going to depart, um, and I was seeing signs and symbols that they needed medical attention, and I found the right way to address it, and moved on and thought, boy, I hope all the readings aren't like this moving forward. But <laughs> but the next one, the next one was really beautiful. But 19 opened the door, and you just learned that whatever spirit wants to talk about or address is meant to be heard by the person you're reading for. 
and the healer part of me always makes sure they leave me better than when they came to me. Um, it's all about trying to find the right way to phrase it, but still have the message and the intent of the message heard. So uh, some some readings are very heavy, and some readings are very just beautiful and light, and, and it, that's what they're supposed to be. In your information that comes through, uh, do you get much in the way of future events? I mean, are, are you pre precognitive with the information that you get, or is it pretty much helping the person in uh, the here and now, helping to get a perspective on what's happened to them? I think it's more here and now. I have no idea what they're going to address. As far as future events, where I usually take people is when I talk to them about their path and journey. That's where I get most of my insight about what lies ahead for them, whether there's changes coming, um, decisions to be made, uh, health issues on the rise, those kind of the, are the categories. For me, when spirit comes forward, it's not a lot about telling them what to expect uh, down the road, because I always tell people being hum human, we've been given the ability of uh, free will and choice, so they can change their path at any time. And that makes it kind of iffy many times for spirit to say this is what's going to take place down the road for <laughs> them prepare them because any choice or decision they make changes that path but i do let them know what i get as far as like i said decisions or changes taking place with them whether it's on the human side or whether it's on the spiritual side with abilities and doors opening most of the stuff is is here and now when i do my readings and they're private I read the energy that comes from three parts of the human body. So I read the energy from the mind, which tells me about character and demeanor, worries, concerns that float around in there that I feel I need to address and spirit jumps in with information. Then I do the heart, which tells me about joys and pains. That's where I spend the longest time because if there's pains, then I read the energy around the pain, whether a living person's caused it, they self put it there, or it's a departure, I address what I'm getting, open the door and talk about healing, embrace the joys, and then I read the actual spirit of a person, the ball of light in their memories, and that's where I get past lives, abilities, things that are all part of their true self. Um, so a lot comes through. I can take them from present to past, and somewhat forward, um, if it's something that's, you know, allowed by spirit, even though people have free choice. Wow, well, that's good. Are, are you, uh, do you ever go into trance or a partial trance? Or are you pretty much uh, very just conscious with it and you're, you're hearing it and repeating it? So I'm conscious the majority of the time. So when spirit speaks to me, I get it as thought. I get it as audible voice. As an intuitive medium, I get what I just tell people, I just know. It didn't come with a voice. It didn't come with, you know, any kind of sound. I just have to tell you this. So I do the psychic part of it. I do the intuitive part of it. And it was probably in my early 20s when I first channeled. And it was quite by accident. And the way I explain channeling to folks is my ball of light, who I am, my consciousness steps out. And with permission... I allow somebody to speak directly um, and channel. For me, the majority of the times, unless we share a space, I have no idea what's going on. So it's either recorded or it's in front of somebody in a reading. So I can 
have somebody tell me what happened, what words were expressed, what did I do. Um, so when I channel, the majority of the time, I'm not there. Sometimes we'll share a space. It'll be a little bit them, it'll be a little bit me. I'll either interpret and repeat or they'll speak directly. I'm also a physical medium, so I take on a lot of the mannerisms who I read for in spirit. So that can happen in channeling. I just tell people, don't worry, it's not me, but I'm probably going to fidget and have, you know, shakes and movements. A lot of times if I'm not in a channeling environment and a spirit comes forward, I'll start to feel them, I'll start to hear them. But many times I'll start to take on mannerisms uh, of the spirit, particularly cause a departure. For some reason, spirits love to validate who they are by expressing how they departed, who was around them. So a lot of times I'll have trouble breathing or pains, and I'll just let people know it's not me. I'm just feeling what they recorded before they departed. So it's it's pretty interesting. Channeling doesn't happen a lot with me. It's usually requested by spirit that I want to talk to someone directly, and I know exactly where they're going, and they mean channeling. So I will go that direction if spirit asks versus spirit not asking, which I call jumping. <laughs> you know, spirit should always, of white light and good intent, always request and get permission in order to do a channeling scenario. Oh, that's that's neat. Yeah, I, I find people sometimes do one or the other. And on your channeling, do you ever do the transfiguration where your face actually takes on some of the characteristics of who you're channeling? Well, because I'm not conscious, I'm not present, again, because I've stepped out. I have had people tell me um, my face has seemed to change. My voice goes directly to what they expect the voice of their loved one or who's channeling to sound like. So I do take on a lot of those aspects. I really should videotape some of them because, honestly, I've never watched what I do. I've, I've heard my voice. I've heard the channeling episodes on, on tape. And it does kind of surprise me, and it makes me wonder, you know, how people perceive it when their loved one is kind of sitting in front of them. So, yeah, some some point moving forward, I think for my, my own interest, I should channel and have it videotaped so I can see that. But I have heard that. Yeah, and... One of the, the curiosities I found with it is I, I've been intrigued about it since I heard that you know, I saw John Holland on stage and he talked about going to Arthur Finley and seeing a transfiguration medium who sat on stage with like a dim red light underneath his chin. And then sure enough, he, he transfigured uh, or transformed into a, a friend of John Holland's and addressed John. And so John was quite impressed. And uh, I know a woman medium here and I occasionally interview her for my web radio show, and she brings through celebrities. And we were sitting here, and boom, she started bringing through and appearing as John Denver. And uh, it is, it's quite a change. So, But we weren't videotaping it. So the next time we set up the video camera, and it didn't happen. And I don't know if the video camera affected it or if there's a possibility that when somebody is in transfiguration, if the observers there are going to see it and feel it, but if you had something like a camera trying to pick it up, if it would actually appear you know, in physical uh, evidence like that. Yeah, that's a very good question. It'll be interesting moving forward to see if I can videotape some of the times that I do it just to see if the video itself yeah, yeah. Uh, can catch it. I know people have said they've seen it, but yeah, I would love to catch it on video. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be pretty cool. I'm I'm always curious about this kind of stuff. Yeah, I could see I could see where that would be kind of cool. You know, 
And having a reading with you, Don, and also attending one of your galleries, what I love about you is you have such a broad range of gifts. You're able to talk about past lives. You're able to connect with loved ones. You're able to talk about um, medical illness and, and all sorts of things. So for a lot of people that I see in galleries or that do messages, they usually have one one area of expertise or one area of gifts, and you have such a wide range. Um, how long have you been doing, like, message galleries? And, um, you know, what got you started doing those with groups of people? The um, public events like galleries, um, were start, I started doing them uh, very late in life, um, probably about seven years ago. Um, up until that point, it was all private readings in person or with friends or word of mouth. Um, but when Spirit said, you need to get out there, people were requesting to see me in person. And I started the gallery events. Um, I didn't really know um, what to expect with them, how they were going to go. Um, I did talk to Spirit a lot. And we just said, trust the process, repeat everything you hear. The different spirits around me, which are a mix of guides, uh, angelic spirits, medical spirits, they all kind of have what I call their forte. So I thought going into this, I will just always repeat um, what comes. And they'll take me to somebody, as you know, because you've been there, um, and they'll have me start connecting to their energy. And once I do, I'm really focused on them. It's not a very quick message. Your grandmother loves you, misses you. Um, thank you for coming. Next. Um, I can't do just that because part of my inner core has always been I'm here for purpose and calling. This is what I'm supposed to do. It's not for money or fame. So I need to do every message as long as it takes. So, yeah, you know how long my gallery reading events can go um, because I touch everyone so long. But I'll get into their energy, and just, I'll start hearing something on any topic. It'll be about something that's going on in their present-day life that needs to be addressed. And then I'll move into somebody's coming, and this is a loved one. Um, Medical's changed for me over the years. Um, I used to have to look at somebody head to toe because I'm getting an inkling that something needs to be said and they'll stop me on their body and I'll go something about your knees. Um, now I actually connect with someone and I get a medical sign and I go, there's an issue medically with you. And then they present their energy as a form and flash a part of the energy uh, so I know where it is the issue lies. And I've been amazed on how accurate spirit has been coming through, uh, talking to folks about things that they may have a condition, but what they don't know is something's starting to uh, move forward with that condition. Something else is coming, or I've heard from many people, I had no idea that was even going on until you said it. And then I went and got it checked out. And sure enough, I've got that condition, I've got that problem, or that explains what I'm going through. Um, so that's a part of it. Uh, past lives, that comes forward. Uh, a lot of times the spirit goes to something going on in your walk today that is a residual or leftover from a past life, and it's 
something that could be harmful or something that would explain who you are today, we're going to do a past life on you for you to understand either how to break the chain or understand your fears and phobias or how you act the way you do. Um, so they'll take me there. So uh, as you know, they can take me anywhere, and it can take a long time before I disconnect with somebody and then move on to somebody else. Um, but I really enjoy the fact that it is so broad. Um, I've always said if people leave me in better shape than they came to me, uh, through knowledge or healing or understanding of themselves, then that's the process that works. So do you ever find yourself channeling in those in those galleries or is it just um, connecting to the energy? Um, that's a good question. It's come up in gallery reading events. Um, one a couple months ago, um, there was a gentleman in the audience and his brother came forward. And his brother addressed who he was, and there were a lot of great messages delivered. Um, and then his brother said, I want to speak to him, which is my sign for channeling. He wants to talk directly. The state that I go into when I channel takes a lot of energy. Um, so what I normally do if it presents itself in a gallery reading event is look at the person and ask them, can I pause with you and have you be last? Um, I don't know what my energy level would be like channeling for somebody early on in a gallery event and then being able to still have the energy to address everybody else. Uh, in his case, um, he waited, and, of course, it went long, so we decided we would get together at another time, and we did, and it was another, it was a home group, uh, I think like about 12 people, and again, he waited until the end of the night, and then his brother came through uh, and channeled. Um, and that was the moment he was waiting for a direct conversation between the two of them. Um, so if I do get a sign that that's going to take place in a gallery reading event, I will ask someone to please understand that I'll come to them again at the end. I understand. It's a lot of energy. I mean, you do a really great job. I love the fact of how you personally connect with everyone in the space and always tell them if they have questions afterwards to contact you. Um, I, I think that's so lovely because you come from such a heart space in your galleries, and that's why I love having you at the center and attending them because I can see what a difference it makes for people that attend and, and what they get out of it. So, um, thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. I really think it's awesome that you do that. Well, thank you so much for the kind words. I I really love that phrase I repeat a lot um, on my page, which says, I do what I love, and I love what I do, and I really do. Um, and I won't let somebody go if there's something else to be said. So um, everybody I touch means something to me. Um, everybody on my page is family. Um, this is really a path and journey for me that's much more than having an ability and just performing that ability. Um, it's always been my drive with spirit that I do this in the way that I'm expected to do it. Um, and I always tell source and spirit I'm so grateful for my abilities and being able to be a servant to get them out. Um, and I work very hard. People look at my schedule and kind of go, you got to be kidding me. When do you get days off? But 
because I love what I do. It just comes natural that I, I do so much of it so I can touch everybody. Um, so thank you for, you know, the kind words and recognizing that. It means a, a lot to me that I can do what I do for, for everyone. Well, I appreciate it. Dave laughs because he doesn't know how to take days off either. Uh, he works really <laughs> hard as well. <laughs> well, a lot of us, us souls with, you know, purpose and calling and, and what we do, it is such a drive. Um, and so I, I get that. You know, I understand that, Dave. Uh, a lot of people I know who do what we do and, and embrace this, this path and journey, we're very driven. Um you know, there's some people who have abilities and they perform them very well, um, but they do them on occasion or whatever their purpose is. It's not so much a drive, and and that's fine. They have a great ability that they work with. Um, but you can always tell when the person talking to you is doing a purpose and calling. Um, you know, like you said, Violet, you can feel it, um, and you can see it in you know, whoever the medium is and their face and, and what they do. Um, so, yeah, I the, the drive is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, we're going to take a short break here and uh, have some uh, store information and opportunities and things to do with Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Violet Rain, Master and Teacher of Angelic Reiki at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. If you love angels, if you resonate with angels, or you're just interested in learning more about angels, most people really want to consider Angelic Reiki. But you know, Angelic Reiki is more than just working with the angels and learning a new healing modality. It's about ascension. And when you step into Angelic Reiki, you're not only working with angels, but you're working with ascended masters and galactic healers, the angelic kingdom of light, which includes all of those, steps in and helps you be able to hold more light. And what I have found along this journey is it expands your ability to be able to hold light, which raises your frequency, which accelerates your ascension process. So the individuals that step onto angelic Reiki are really ready to step onto their spiritual path learn more about angels, ascended masters, galactic healers, learn possibly a new healing modality that they'll use in their life, but also they're ready for those major shifts in their lives to really be on their spiritual path and take their journey to the next level. If you've been thinking about Angelic Reiki or you'd like to find out more about this beautiful modality, please don't hesitate to contact me, Violet, at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com or check out our website under classes. You will find Angelic Reiki there with lots of information about this program and the benefits of taking this course. We hope to see you in class really soon, and I hope to see you at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. Well, welcome back to Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Live. Uh, Our guest is Don Moreau, and Don is talking about all of his wonderful experiences as a medium and using his other gifts. Uh, This has been a fascinating conversation. So, um, so Don, uh, I wanted to ask you some other questions. Uh, tell us about other things that you do besides just uh, the mediumship. Uh, you, you mentioned that you're a healer. Uh, is this through your mediumship, or do you use other, uh, like, energy healing tools, things like that? Um, 
so it's actually both. Um, so spirit will bring forward something that um, needs to be addressed with an individual. So we'll start with the energy from spirit first in regards to either um, healing them uh, mostly emotionally, uh, but some uh, physically. They'll address whether there's a concern with the person I'm reading for um, mind or body. Then I'll either grab some tools, and I have my own little kit like everybody does with certain stones, crystals, herbs, and set them up uh, in a place where I can do some hands-on to um, project some energy, healing energy, into chakras or a part of the body that um, is in trouble or needs attention. A lot of times it's um, words. A lot of times it's energy. Uh, that's projected to them uh, with thought and understanding um, how to step forward emotionally out of the state that they're in. So it could be either, just depending on um, what spirit identifies is the situation with the person I'm reading for. Okay. Uh, yeah, one of the things I've run into, and I know Violet has, uh, all of us have, is with the, the energies speeding forward and really zooming in the past seven or eight years, especially since 2012, uh, a lot of people have had a lot more challenges in their lives uh, in, in all this, even to the point where uh, we run into a lot of people who are very depressed. They feel that they aren't on a path. Uh, some of them are depressed enough where they, they're actually thinking about suicide, things like that. What, what are your views on this, on uh, working with these people who uh, they don't quite know how to handle uh, this zooming forward, so to speak. They're they're not in a good place with it. Um, I get a lot of that. Um, so energy changes all the time around us, and people need to keep up with it or adapt to it. A lot of what I find when people come in front of me is their sense of being who they are um, and how they're embracing the energies. A lot of times I find uh, exactly what you said, that they can't keep up. Um, some of it is the human mind trying to be competitive, trying to remind them they should be um, so much more. And if they can't do that, then they start falling into either darkness or depression. And I start addressing how that has arrived and what to do with that. Sometimes it's just the energies that I have to tell different people. It's not you. It's the energy that's actually coming upon you. So we have time frames, uh, all of us on our journey, uh, either individually or globally, where the energy just changes. And you can feel it when it does. Um, and I think a few days ago, the energy changed, and I addressed it on my page. And I said, I'm getting messages from people all over the world about what's going on. And the energy and the vibration has gotten in the last couple of days, very high. And for a lot of people, they were feeling anxious, uh, vivid dreams, um, very crowded because spirit was coming in numbers. So I addressed what's taking place and how it could make you feel um, and to know that it's not you, to separate it from you. Some people feel when there's energy around them and it's not a healthy or it's a negative energy, that it's them, something's wrong with them. So. One of the things I do in the readings is when I get something emotional on someone and I go, I know where your mindset is, I first go to see if they're impacted in some way by spirit or energy 
or whether spirit wants to identify it as a medical condition. Um, and once we figure out which it is, then we can move forward addressing either one successfully. Um, it's interesting you bring up suicide. It's been a very, very tough road, um, I think, probably for any medium um, who deals with um, just spirits coming forward. I deal with it both ways. I have a lot of people that sit before me who I'll get my sign and symbols where they're going, and I'll have to open that door and say, I know what you're thinking. We need to talk about it. And then the other side would be having someone sit in front of me and a spirit come forward and I go, they're taking ownership, which means the reason they've departed was by their own hand. We need to address how they departed and how it affected you and get their messages. So I get a lot of suicide spirits. I get a lot of people sitting before me through this tough time in life where their mindset has put them where they are. Or they can't get over not wanting to be here anymore because a departure has been just so heavy on their heart. Um, so I address all of that on both sides, both with the living and spirit. Oh, that's great. That, that's really necessary at this time. There's just so much of it. There, there really oh. is. Um, I had someone say to me after a reading, um, they sent me a private message and they said, uh, you were the cheapest therapist I've ever had. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I had to smile and, and kind of go, well, that is sort of part of it, I guess, is to help somebody through whatever they're going through. And we certainly know we have our own um, trials and tribulations. And then we have this impact that comes to us from what happens out in the world. Um, so there's a lot of stuff we can carry. And I'll talk to people about empowering themselves and remaining in the light and knowing what your mind can do for you that's healthy and what your mind can do for you that's not, um, what sources of energy to tap into to try to rise and raise the vibration uh, to kind of stay ahead of the things that hit all of us. Um, I hear people say, you know, listen to the mind all the time. I kind of am a little different. I kind of think the mind amplifies our fears. It can um, cause us to overthink things. And so I go, it's always nice to talk to the mind, but you really got to bring the heart into the conversation to see how you feel about something. And then you got to touch base with your true self and your spirit to really find your answers on how to get through anything that life brings to you. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh I think a lot of people need to be reassured from something outside of, since a lot of people aren't aren't on the, the standard, you know, traditional church route. They want a reassurance that there is a higher consciousness to all of this, that there is a purpose for us being here, that we do have a, a cheerleading squad in the spiritual plane that's hoping for the best for us and trying to, to help us out, and they're interested, and we haven't just fallen by the wayside and been forgotten and, and we're just sort of uh, uh, an afterthought on uh, creation. And that's beautifully said because a lot of people don't look at all of the sources and energy and spirit um, that are out there that really do help. Um, anybody that I read for, a lot of times I'll address spirits that are present around them. Um, and, of course, they all want to know who they are. 
And at any given time, it could be a loved one we've lost in this lifetime that is with us because they know we need them. Something's going on with us. So they want to still be a part of the journey. Other times, it could be a spirit we don't know from this lifetime. I call them assigned spirits. Um, they know that something's going on or they know we have gifts and abilities and they come to us to be a protector or a teacher or guide us in some way um, because they're still fulfilling their purpose even though they're spirit. Uh, and we forget how much they do and how active they are on our journey. So they could fall into all different categories um, as to why they're here and whether they come and go or whether they're with us as a permanent guide um, through our everyday. Um, I talk to people about the source and how you're supposed to feel it in your heart. Um, my thought um, in what I do is I don't embrace any particular source of religion. I am a mixed drink. I take aspects of all beliefs and take what resonates with me for my morals, my path, my journey, and I apply them to me. Uh, no one's right, no one's wrong if whatever you follow brings you to the light and makes you who you should be. So I'll address people in like gallery readings or private readings and go, unless they bring up religion, I don't. What we all have in common outside of being here and being human, having a choice of a religion to follow, is we're all spirit. Um, and that's what makes us family. The only difference is when we become human and make our choices. So I talk to peer, people always from a, a spiritual aspect, um, and it just—it's just something that I am—that's my viewpoint. Whatever makes your heart uh, warm and fuzzy and feels right to you and makes you a better person and brings you to source is perfectly right for you. Excellent. Well, I've been taking up all the time. Violet, it's your turn. Go ahead. Go for it. <laughs> well, Don, you excuse me. You offer, um, you go into people's personal homes and do like readings for groups. Tell us a little bit about that and how that works. Um, so I call those uh, group readings. Uh, they're not public. People will reach out to me um, and say, can I get a bunch of family members together? We'd all like to be read. Um, tell us what you know. Sometimes it's friends. Um, I've done wedding parties. I've done college groups. Just anybody who wants to get a bunch of people together um, to have me do what I do. So they'll reach out to me and tell me their thoughts and what they want, and we'll work on where it is and how many. Um, I try to keep the numbers um, in a comfort range because, again, I can go really long in, in settings where there's uh, multiple people, um, and it's just a joy. The fun thing about those, um, which is kind of different than a standard gallery reading, is so many present either all know each other very well or they're all related. So the funny thing is I can have a spirit come forward and I'll go, wow, you know, this energy, um, it's a father. It's somebody's dad. No, it's somebody's, it's somebody's brother. Oh, he's connected to three or four of you. He's just all different levels on the tree. And so I can deliver one message or several messages from one spirit, which has impact on four or five people sitting there. It's, it's, it's really quite interesting to do that. Um, I love reading for couples. 
um, the, the great thing with couples is you'll be talking to one of them and you'll say, so part of what I need to address is what you're doing and they'll just kind of look at you and I'll go, does that make sense the way I get that across to you? And they'll go, boy, you know, I really don't know. And then um, their partner, husband and wife will go, yeah, it is. And so I love couples because we don't tend to see ourselves immediately the way something comes across in a reading. Um, and so the couples always kind of like back each other up and expose each other and going, oh, yeah, that that's exactly you. Um, so those gallery readings that are like groups and homes, uh, that's a lot of fun. Um, it's a little bit different than just a lot of different people who are a public event. So I enjoy I enjoy those a lot. It takes me to a lot of places. That's pretty awesome. In May, when you come back to the center, you're offering gallery messages one night, but you're also doing a class. Talk to us a little bit about um, the other event that you're offering that's not a message gallery. So classes I love a lot. Um, I call them all things spirit and finding your light classes. Um, with those, it's about introducing people to all things that are spirit. I talk about spirit types. Um, what I have found through the years is people want to know what a positive spirit is or what you call a negative spirit and which ones can harm you and what you should do. So I address all different types of spirits and why they're here, their intent, uh, how to embrace them, or how to work to cleanse your environment yourself, remove them. Um, I talk about all the, the subjects such as uh, past lives, why they're relevant, abilities, different ones, what they mean, their titles, how to set up um, different types of protections, um, all the different aspects of what I do. Um, and I'll start out a class uh, expressing uh, my knowledge of spirit and what I do, and then it's an open forum with questions and answers. Um, and I love that part because I get so many unusual questions um, about the spirit realm and what do you know about the energy from the universe and what are the different types of spirits that are out there um, that come from different sources uh, what's my viewpoint of demons um, just so many different aspects that I end up talking about that's not on that's not part of my opening 20-minute dialogue about what I know so um, I love those and people walk away having a better understanding of the other side and how it works and most of them go you know I was fearful about opening a door and I'll hear something and I'll think it's a loved one but I'm afraid to say hello um, now I have a better understanding and I'm not so afraid I can have protections and boundaries and still explore what's on the other side so to speak um, and knowing what to do um, so that's that's a big part and I love doing if I'm going to do something at the same place, I love doing the classes the first night because it opens up all the door to knowledge. And then the second night when I do gallery readings, people get um, a great idea of how those messages are coming forward more and who they're from. I always do a kind of an opening thing um, in gallery readings because um, there's concern with anybody you sit in front of that's going to open a door to the spirit realm that you're going to drag something home. <laughs> and so I always tell people, 
um, part of my opening is uh, only spirits of white light and good intent are allowed to be part of this gathering, that I have protectors mm -hmm. that come with me. And if for any reason, you know, something comes through, we can address it. But, yeah, I, I love the classes. They're a big part of what I do. That's pretty awesome. That's really awesome. Um, so we've talked a couple times about 2020 and what we think this year the energies that are coming through or what we kind of see is, is there anything that you would like to share with our community on what you see that this year may bring for us spiritually, energetically? What do you feel like on the horizon for all of us to be aware of? Um, that's <laughs> at the end of 2019, um, or at the end of any year, I talk to Spirit about um, what's to come on a global species society basis. Uh, 2020, I was told, is um, the year of awakening. Um, a lot of people who aren't doing their work or not paying attention to the fact they are awake um, will have an opportunity to feel more enlightened. They'll have ascensions. So the way that I look at 2020, this is a year of awareness for all. Those that have abilities, they'll be sharpened. Those that have not woke to who they are and have a better understanding, uh, that wave will hit. There's ascension waves that come a lot of times during any given year. They can happen to someone individually or they can happen globally. And when spirit says they've come, I usually I usually feel them, but and other people can too. But a lot of times, others don't even know it happened. And the way I express that to everyone is, it's a wave of energy. It contains knowledge and vibration, and it can go over you separately, or it can go through everybody globally. And what it's like is a computer that has been taken down. Some new programs been installed, and when we reboot, we're going to have a different program, more awareness, sharper abilities. I have this really good outlook for 2020 in regards to the word awakening. So I think there'll be a lot of hand-holding, a lot of sh uh, stories shared. I think there's going to be just a lot of people raising their vibrations and understanding more about their path and journey the bigger picture. I use that phrase a lot. Spirit talks about different ways um, things will take place in 2020 in order for the awakening to occur. Um, there are times sometimes we need to have a little bit of a shake-up to get our attention, to realize uh, we've kind of altered off the path a little bit. So uh, any disturbances Spirit talks about, um, the intent behind those is to let us understand we need to be grateful for our walk, we need to count on each other, we need to be a community, a family of spirits. So many are here already to put their hand out for those that don't quite know the direction they should go. So it's a gathering of just beautiful souls that are going to handhold each other down the path uh, this year. Uh, this year I think it's very pivotal for just the word awareness. Awesome. Yeah, I think I think we're definitely seeing lots and lots of shifts energetically, I think, all around us. And I think everyone's kind of experiencing 
their own level of shifts that are happening. It's definitely, um, you know, everyone's talking about it. The things are are changing. They're shifting in a different way. It's not a scary thing. It just means a different perspective, a different way of looking at things. Um, some old things are going away. Like I still miss my dial phone where you could dial it and hear it dial, you know, that's gone. Um, we just have things that are changing. We're evolving. We're moving. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that works going forward and what shifts come forward. So thanks for sharing that with us, Don. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Uh, change is hard for everybody, but the really beautiful thing is if anybody has a problem adjusting to a change, meeting people on the path and they don't know why or doors are closing and doors are opening, there's so many beautiful souls who are awake that, again, can put their arm around them and go, oh, I can get you there. Don't worry about it. Um, so that's the beautiful thing. Um, no one should be afraid of change. Change comes for a reason. Most of the time it brings growth and lessons. And if you don't quite understand the message, you'll find some beautiful souls that have gravitated to you that can explain it to you and, and, and help you move forward. So, yeah, definitely a change. It, it definitely is. So how would people get a hold of you if they wanted to reach out and connect with you or get a reading or just find out more about you? What what? How can they connect? So the best way to do that would be through Facebook. Um, I have a page called Spiritual Conversations with Dawn, D-O-N. Everybody comes into that page in order to see what I do. Um, I put the events on the page so people know where I'm going to be in person. They can private message me in um, at any time in order to request private readings, find out how we go about getting them on in my schedule. That's the biggest way. Of course, word of mouth, a lot of people in public just run into me and go, oh, you're that guy. Um, so I'll set things up that way. But the best way is through Facebook. I don't – someone said do a website, but I am so busy if I had a website, <laughs> it would probably be ten times as busy. So – just the Facebook page of Spiritual Conversations with Dawn uh, works just fine, and that's the easiest way. Awesome. Well, I know you're going to be at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts on Friday, May 22nd, doing your class, All Things Spiritual, and you're also having your gallery readings on Saturday, May 23rd at 6 p.m., so people can go out and either connect to your Facebook page or our platforms to register for either one of those programs. Don, thank you so much for being on our show today. <clears throat> I really appreciate it. Um, I love chatting with you. Um, and we're so happy that you come to our center periodically, come down from the mountain, because I know you go to several states and travel around and um, help people. So always glad to see you in town. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I love Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. It's a beautiful location, great energy, and I hope to, my thought is once a month get over there and, and jump into your space and do what I do. So um, it's been just a great morning being able to talk to you and Dave and sharing my stories, and so thank you very much for this opportunity. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Well, same here. And I hope you all have a wonderful day.
Thank you. And to all our listeners, thank you for listening today. Our next guest is Danielle Goley. And uh, please stay tuned. We're going to have some announcements from several of our practitioners here, and they are going to talk about what they do. So I'm sure you'll enjoy that. So we'll see you next time. Take care. I'm Kate Thomason, a.k.a. the Joy Architect. And they call me the Joy Architect because I help people build lives based on their joy. I learned from a near-soul death what it takes to make a life joyful because I realized that that was what was missing. And when I brought it all back in, I realized, aha, this is how it works. This is how you make life fun. You bring the soul in, and now I have a method, a process, by which people can have this relationship with themselves, their greater self, very quickly. And they find that foundation of fun in their life that they can use to build their life on. I'm a practitioner at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, so they can look on the website under the practitioners there. Or you can find me at my website, KatherineBlakeThomaston.com, K-A-T-H. E-R-I-N-E, Blake, B-L-A-K-E, Thomason, T-O-M-A-S-S-O-N.com. I'm available by appointment seven days a week. I work at the center on Fridays from 10 to 5. So I'm Kate Thomason, a.k.a. the Joy Architect, and I have a class here called Flow Your Magic at the Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Center. And in this class, what I do is I open the connection I have with spirit. And with this connection, I bring others into the comfort they have and the relationship they have with this energy. And naturally, what flows from that is a playfulness where they very magically engage their play in the world that they enjoy. And so we share this space together where they're flowing the magic of their heart flow with each other. And we create a synergy that then gives back to us. And the fun of it is we get to enjoy the gifts of this field back to us as we give our gifts into it. Most people find it's a very playful and magical connection they find with themselves and with each other. So the Flow Your Magic is offered three times a month, one by Zoom only. The other two are in person here at the center. So they're usually the first week of the month. There are a few exceptions, but that can be found on my website under the offerings Flow Your Magic, and it'll give all the dates and details. KatherineBlakeThomason.com K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, Blake, B-L-A-K-E, Thomason, T-O-M-A-S-S-O-N.com. Hi, my name is Heather Nichols. I'm a soul journey coach and the owner of Soulful Essence and Wellbeing. For the past several years, I've been on a quest to fulfill my full purpose of healing my past so I may learn to love myself unconditionally. I want to show others how they can do the same thing for themselves. My journey officially began in 2015. I became a Reiki master teacher to be a conduit of healing for myself and others. And I've always had an interest in hypnosis and self-development. 
and I finally stepped forward in my passion and found a program that helped me release negative emotions that were keeping me stuck in my past. I became a certified practitioner in this wonderful program and later studied Akashic Records and many other healing modalities. I'm beginning my new class series starting in March, and this class is for people who are ready to release emotional trauma and blocks from their past. This can be from past lives or this life. During this class, we'll explore what impact anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt has in our lives, how we react to people and situations because of our state of mind, why it's important to forgive ourselves and others, then it's time to release. And we'll use time techniques to release anger and sadness, a guided meditation to release additional negative emotions, and I'll be giving you a workbook so that you can journal about your experiences. The class schedule is from 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. on the following days, Saturday, March 14th, Saturday, April 11th, Sunday, May 24th, Saturday, June 13th, Sunday, July 19th, Saturday, August 15th. And you can register at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Facebook, Meetup, or Eventbrite, or at Soulful Essence and Wellbeing on Facebook. You can also register on my website at Soulful Essence, the letter N, wellbeing.com forward slash classes. I look forward to seeing you in my class. Discover connection. Awaken sacred. 